0: Hey guys, it's Kyle. Today's episode of 10 Questions is with Bill Pullman, who was so cool, so game. Did he give the greatest speech in movie history in Independence Day? We ask him. We say, is it better than William Wallace and Braveheart? He responds. Great space ball memories. Working with John Candy. Working with Macaulay Culkin. Incredible career. Incredible guy. And great 10 Questions contestant. Enjoy. This
1: podcast is scheduled for 10 Questions. Fighting Out of New York, standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue trunks, presenting Kyle Brandt!
0: Thank you, Bruce for the voice of 10 questions, and thank you for everybody listening, everybody watching. Oh, this is gonna be so fun. I got a great feeling about this one. I always say that, but I really mean it this time. You know the deal here, it's not just a conversation, it is a competition. Every podcast talks, this talks, that we keep score. Everybody leaves her with a score from zero to ten. We ask them a question. If they get it right, they get a point. If they don't, they get zero. And today's contestant is no different. Before we bring today's contestant in, let's set the scene with some prior contestants explaining their final score in this dojo. Roll it. I'm Dennis Quaid, and I got a 7 out of 10. I'm Eli Manning, and I got 9 out of 10. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd,
1: and I got a 7 out of 10.
0: Good scores here as we welcome him in. I'm so excited to talk to this guy. I have to do the intro, just as a formality, but I wish we could just start talking. Here's the deal. Today's contestant is a family man. He loves growing fruit, and is apparently incredible at growing fruit. He believes that Scandinavian countries have the happiest people, and he has been entertaining us in five different decades, and is phenomenal on USA Network's The Sinner. I am so excited to say this. Bill Pullman, welcome to 10 Questions.
1: Thank you very much, Kyle. Good,
0: welcome. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's uh, My excitement is palpable here.
1: And right off the bat, Bill, do you know what you're in for here in this experience? Uh, don't make me think about it too much. I gotta tell you, I'm not the competitor, Kyle, that, uh, really? I can feel it. Yeah, no, I, I did do, I was one, the one sport that I was, did really with yeah. any kind of, uh, a slight acclaim was wrestling. Okay. And, uh, but I, uh, I do, uh, and, and these uh, 10 questions are, are I'm going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to disgrace <laughs> myself fantastically and, uh, and feel good about it. Cause you're good company. Okay. Likewise. So it is 10 questions. Like it says, Bill,
0: and my only promise to you is that all 10 of them, though they may seem strange, will somehow be connected to you or your career or your incredible life. And if you really are stumped on money, like I have no clue, you do have a lifeline. You can use it one time in 10 questions. And your lifeline is called Ask a Millennial. We have a real breathing millennial in another room. We will bring him in and he could share his, uh, his perspective with you.
1: Wow. <laughs> this is right. important.
0: I like Pullman's attitude here. We've done dozens of episodes. We've never had someone who just says, you know what, Kyle, screw it. I'm shooting from the hip. And I think it's going to serve him well. Let's <laughs> start. Question number one with the great Bill Pullman from The Center on the USA Network. Uh, Bill, your first category, naturally, your first category is Vikings. Vikings, okay. A traditional Viking helmet has what attached to either side? Horns. He says horns and he says it like a Viking. Is horns correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> So bad, right? Oh my gosh. All right. Why am I asking you about Viking helmets? Because Horns, Bill, you're from Hornell. Hornell,
1: New York. Oh my god, that's a weak tie, though, Kyle. I never would have understood from my past horns. Hornell, that's
0: true, though. They're only gonna get weaker. Bill Hornell, New York, this town in sort of western New York area. There's so many kids out there who wanna be you when they grow up, who wanna be like you. What did you want it to be when you grew up?
1: Yeah, I, you know, nobody at that point thought about TV, you know, and uh, this kind of thing. I think I uh, avoided thinking about it. I I did have a lot of time. uh, We had a place in the country, and I used to love it when there was a really charismatic forester came, Art Flick. And we were managing our forests and calling out the trees to allow the timber to grow better and everything and art flick was so i thought if i could get a uniform like his and have as much fun riding around being in the woods i'd do that never did the closest i came to it was lake placid i got to yeah. wear uniform of a kind of fish and parks guy
0: oh and that feel like this in that moment in that lake placid moment when you put that on were you going back to the woods and hornell as a kid and be like this is my dream this is it I, I've full
1: circle this wonderful career I have brought me back to the beginning. Yeah.
0: So you said you didn't do a lot of sports. It, you know, you've spilled a lot of physicality in your movies. I knew you have brothers growing up. Are you, is your dad not trying to put you in a football helmet and play for the Buffalo Bills someday? What You didn't, you weren't pushed into sports. Uh,
1: yeah. He was a doctor though. He, we, uh, you're right. You're absolute Kyle. You've been reading my mail, but, uh, the, he was the doctor, but he thought we had to get strong for football. Uh-huh. And uh, so we all worked on dairy farms that his patients were you know, willing to take us in. So uh, none of us really excelled at football. We all got this, uh, the virus, I'd say, for agriculture, you know, or that, you know, you got infected by agriculture. So we're all growing things and doing things like that. But uh, and nobody really... We're not on our us in the football uniform isn't on the walls of the high school. <laughs> yeah. If I went back to to Hornell
0: High, I don't see the Pullman boys, all state, all area. None of that. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> you found, you found your calling.
0: You found your calling and you got to wear the uniform in Lake Placid. So it all worked out. And so did the first question, Bill. You're already one for one. There's only nine left. You're already ahead of the case. You're, you you are part number one. Question number two. We started with Vikings, question number two for Bill Pullman. Your category is candy, all right, candy. Bill, taste the rainbow is the slogan for what popular candy?
1: Taste the rainbow. Rainbow, my God. Uh, see, Kyle, I really, I'm looking at a blank wall. Okay. And not letting me through. Um, I'm gonna go for the millennial right away. Bring the
0: millennial end. Incredible, great idea. Bring him in. This is young Richie Bozek. Richie, say hello to the great Bill Pullman from the Center on the USA Network.
1: Bill, how are you doing today? It's great to meet you. Good, Richie. Yes. Yeah, I don't I I I want to uh you know uh uh, just claim that I I'm probably the first one to call for a millennial second choice, but it's mostly because I'm excited to meet you. And I'm, I want to tell you, I love, you're going to rescue me in this moment of peril. So
0: have no, at I sure it, hope it. So. I sure hope so. All right, so. Famous last words. I'll have, you know, Bill, that Richie has been on a treacherous disastrous run where he has not helped anybody. And so you need to be the slump buster. In effect, you gentlemen have 30 seconds Richie's smiling, which means I think, you know, we're taping this slightly after Halloween, so maybe he knows the candy. 30 seconds to talk it through and make magic. Bill and Richie, taste the rainbow is the slogan for what popular candy? Bill, I'm feeling good about it. I'm going with Skittles.
1: Oh my gosh, Skittles. See, I, yeah, I don't buy them. I've never had them, but I'm, I'm going to go with you, Richie.
0: Richie, are you sure it's not Starburst? I'm, I'm, pre- I got, I got some right here. He's got some right <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> All right, Bill, would you like I to go to Skittles? Yeah, you a high five, <laughs> Richie. <laughs> you, All right. Can you stick around, Richie, or is no.
0: that? Okay. okay. Time is up, Bill. Would you like to submit Skittles as your final answer? Yes, I would. I, I believe it might be Skittles. Great original thought, Bill Pullman. Is it Skittles? Two for two. Oh. Oh. Incredible. Rich, Richie, you're back. Appreciate it. You're back, you're back, you're back. All right, so why am I asking about candy and Skittles and Taste the Rainbow? Bill, I have a story for you. When I was in fifth grade, I went to a sleepover at my friend's house, and he had an older brother who had come back from the video rental store and said, here's the movie we're watching tonight. And it was a movie called The Serpent and the Rainbow, which I watched as a nine-year-old. It terrified me. I had to go home from the sleepover. It is one of the most disturbing, scariest movies I have ever seen. You were in it, you were the star of it. What was it like making a terrifying movie like The Serpent and the Rainbow?
1: That, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I'm so glad you see that. People find it in the most interesting ways. And, uh, but I, it was based on a book by Wade Davis, mm-hmm. who was really brilliant uh, ethnobotanist. He had gone down to Haiti to, because they had turned up a guy who had been declared dead by an American doctor. And he turned up alive, and so Wade went down to infiltrate these secret societies that were uh, mixing up things from nature and coming up with an anesthetic that was unbelievably effective. <laughs> and he uh, and so we it started as a kind of legitimate story, but then uh, you know. West Craven, we got into some, you know, hoodoo, voodoo too. So, uh, but I, I oh, it was an exotic adventure. We shot in Haiti and Dominican yeah. Republic. And yeah. For people listening
0: or watching who aren't familiar with The Serpent of the Rainbow, which I'm sure there are plenty, you should just see, just Google the, the cover of the movie is Bill looking absolutely terrifying, crawling out of a casket, and it says, Don't bury me. I'm not dead. It's just absolute nightmare stuff. And you killed it. You were great in it. But here's why I bring it up also. Bill, I trace back to the beginning of your career. And you look at the credits that are credited to Bill Pullman, the actor. And it goes like this. One episode of Cagney and Lacey. Then you're in a Zucker Brothers movie. Then you're starring in a Mel Brooks movie. And then you're starring in a Wes Craven movie. How did you go from no credits
1: to incredible credits, what seems very quickly. Yeah. And, and jumping genres too, you yeah. know, it was wild because, but it was the really good fortune uh, that I started out with that ruthless people. The Zucker brothers movie was the comedy and I played a character who was kind of clueless and I ended up, I guess, having some success at that. And, <laughs> I'm bringing back my clueless game to this, uh, to the ringer, but, uh, and Mel Brooks loved it. Yeah. Loved the small little character in this movie. And, uh, and I, he, he said he had tried to get Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks, couldn't get a Tom. So he got a bill. <laughs> and so I got la- landed with that, learned a lot, got ahead an amazing. And then the the Super rainbow came up and I was gone to Haiti and Dominican. I thought this life is good, you know? Yeah. Even if you have
0: to be in a cremation, of course you got to be cremated in Haiti, and there's there's the price to pay for that. But like, I know that you're you're a theater guy, and you were trained, and you came up, and you got your degree, and everything. Did you do the thing where you waited tables in
1: L.A. or you were a bartender, or did you, by your good fortune, kind of skip that line? No, no, I I uh, was I put in some time doing survival jobs, you know, in New York City when I first went there. Yeah. I was I did. Um, a new accounts officer for anchor bank, this bank that was starting and went new accounts, man. I sat at a card table in the lobby and I offered people, if they put in $500, they get a free toaster, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing for a while. But uh, yeah, then I was in a play and then I went to LA to do a play. And so I thought theater was all about, I really didn't have clue about uh, the movies and, and wow. learned best, I learned fast. guess. How many how many of those just ballpark? How many of those toasters do you think you gave out? uh, not as many as they wanted me to, you know, so i I think I was quickly well, they actually they said they sensed something that was might be of worthwhile, and I, around the coffee machine, they said, "Bill, we've been watching you. We'd like to put you through teller school." Thank you. Oh, no. I mean, I know, please, oh, my god. it scared How me and I, next day I quit. I say,
0: <laughs> getting... Greatest thing that ever happened to you. Teller school scare tactics. Um, Bill, you're two for two. Let's go. Let's go to question number three and the news gets better. This is multiple choice. So your category for question number three with Bill Pullman is popular music. Now, unfortunately you did burn the lifeline, but let's see if you don't need it. Bill, the song I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, is by what group? Again, the name of the song, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Is it A, Panic at the Disco, B, Killers, or C, Foo Fighters? Whoa. I'm going to go with Foo
1: Fighters, just because that's my preferred.
0: All right. It has 350 million views on YouTube. I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Is it by Foo Fighters? Killer. No. It's by Over <laughs> 2. It's by Panic at the Disco. Um, I consistently I, got that wrong. <laughs> I had thought this was going to be the lifeline question, but you did wisely use it on Skittles. I'm asking you about the song, uh, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, of course because of The Sinner, which is now starting season four, Wednesdays, 10 p.m. on USA Network. It's scary as hell. It's really well acted. I, I'm watching it currently. Bill, you've done everything, every theater, big movies, little movies, TV. What is it you like about doing The Center?
1: Well, I, I think it's been a, a kind of a surprising thing to come along. I, it defied all my, you know, I thought my, uh, my understanding of, I thought I would not do well in a, in a, TV series that had to repeat year after year, because I felt like if anybody got tired of it or we didn't believe in it anymore and you're still signed in the contract, you'd be yeah. like the old horse that's it got the harness on at the carnival and just has to get up and do it. And I just Hated the thought I didn't end up doing it, but instead it turned out being a really great, rich experience with a great showrunner. And some it's a procedural, so it has this engine, but it's uh, also kind of about why done it, not uh, what happened. And then a lot of psychology, and uh, and then the character that uh, Derek Simons, the showrunner, let me create this uh, with him this character that. Uh, Felt like it was, uh, I could be in my own skin as uncomfortable as he is in his Mm -hmm. skin. Harry Ambrose, it was, could kind of find uh, some kind of original way to say it.
0: There is a real heaviness to Harry Ambrose. You know, he's always thinking, but... He carries with him that the trauma that they've been through, especially now we're getting into season four. I mean, season three got wild, I and mean, especially the end of it was really intense. It's, it's fun to even say out loud. I'm sure it is for you. Season four, like that's really hard to do. What do you credit that to? Is it just, just good people
1: working on good scripts? I think so. I think, you know, I think uh, Derek uh, has always said, uh, you know, inside of this storytelling, you really want to find out what's authentic. To ourselves, what do yeah. we believe in? What do we honestly believe in? So, we're touching base with that, I think it's been helpful.
0: It shows we're clicking along here, Bill. You're doing great, everybody. Please watch the center. I'm watching with my wife, she watches through a pillow sometimes. But, question number four All right, Bill, we know that you're Western New York, we know you got you've planted a lot of roots, literally, sometimes in, in Montana. Question number four Your category is mobile homes. Okay, mobile homes. Mm. There are two. Sizes of mobile homes. The larger of the two sizes is known as a what? I want to say a Winnebago. See, Bill, you're playing the game so smartly because obviously you do have a connection to a Winnebago. God damn, I wish that was the answer. It's, it's not a Winnebago. Winnebago would be a proper brand. Okay. Okay, you got mobile homes. There's the the smaller one, And then there's the one that's kind of twice as big. What is the one that's twice as big called? I know you're going to know this when I say it, and that's what's going to drive you crazy. Wow.
1: Mobile home. Not an RV. This is a mobile
0: home. It's more, think of it as a size, you know? Like, what is the larger size called? I bet they have these on ranches. You spend a lot of time on ranches. Yeah. Movie sets. Yeah. Do you want to punt? Do you want to... yeah, I'll punt. I'll You're going to punt. It's a he pure punt. punt, and I respect it. You fall on the sword. All right. The larger size of a mobile home is referred to as a double wide.
1: Oh, double my gosh. See, I was going to say, oh, a trailer. and But then, yeah, good. Well. I knew you were going to know it. Double wide,
0: this is a deep connection. When I think wide, sometimes I think wide right. And when I think wide right, sometimes I think of the Buffalo Bills who lost four Super Bowls by missing uh, field goals. Um,
1: as a Western New York guy, are you a Buffalo Bills fan? Oh, everybody, there's no other team, you know, and I think for, even for New Yorkers, that's the one team that does play in New York and, Mm -hmm. you know, really. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, it's a, there's a, a commitment to it because there's an inferiority complex in Western New York state where I grew up, you know, you tend to think everybody talks about New York city or upstate and, you know, There's Western New York. Is not really upstate. It's Western New York. You know, (laughs) so uh, I think it's uh, that the the Buffalo Bills has allowed people to really uh, have a sense of uh, ownership, the pride, point, yeah, no sense of place. This is the Buffalo Bills territory. So, yeah, you can't avoid it.
0: No, you can't. I, I and I think the Bills fans too, partly because of what you're saying. They're such a distinct character, even amongst fan bases, like you they really stand for something I wonder bill of of all these great characters that you've played and are still playing, can you think of a character you've played that best represents a bill's
1: fan well um I did play a pitcher and okay. uh it was Bert Lancaster's last movie, I think it was uh, called Rocket Gibraltar and um um, Macaulay Culkin was my son. No kidding. And it was a whole family enclave. and But I played a pitcher who had had uh, a block, oh, a psychological he, block. Yeah, and he lost yeah. it. And so he's at this family reunion and he's miserable. And he's, you know, kind of bumping around and feeling like because the game is going on soon yeah. and he they, he they just can't face it without having his, his famous pitch back. And in the middle of the night, he wakes up, his son, uh, Macaulay's character, yeah. looks out the window and there's his dad finally got it back. And then the helicopter comes, takes him, and he's off to the game and wins it. So I'm always thinking that in the darkest days of despair, there's hope. And that's a Buffalo Bills fan. (laughs) That's a beautiful
0: answer. I love that. I, I I have to ask as one of the most intriguing actors that we've seen in decades, what was your experience like working with Macaulay Culkin?
1: I, you know, he was very young at that time. It was four. Um, Home Alone, and uh, it was before Home Alone. Before Home Alone, oh, so he's a tiny little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tiny. And the irony of ironies, if, if you stick around long enough, strange things happen. But I was—I have been dad to three Colkins in different things. Kieran um, as well. Yeah, Kieran and Rory. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Yeah, so you know, so I think you know, I got to know the family a little bit, but and then I and I always think, what what is it about the genius? Because they're all three such interesting actors. Yeah. You know? How is it? What's it about DNA uh, that uh, allows them to have this gift? You know, mom uh, yeah. is very very interesting person, and but they all are such unique to even amongst themselves. So it's good.
0: I'm yeah. Putting the pieces together because
1: if, if he TV did that, goes movie down. Was the movie, was the oh, it goes down, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was dad to um uh Kieran, and uh, but then in the flashback, Rory played Kieran, so I was, you know, and I have oh a seen I'm having that's a really mental cool. breakdown with Rory, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so, yeah, that's they're very interesting people.
0: And I love the way you described the Bills fans, that you nailed it. Uh, Just quickly before we move on to question five, uh, Buffalo wings, ranch or blue cheese, Bill Pullman?
1: Wow. You know, I, I don't think the ranch is uh, uh, the thing is, (laughs) but you know, a lot of people, I, you know, kind of like the clean sauce. It's up, you know, when you go around in your hometown and you go over to the, the Nap family or yeah. whoever, because their mom has their version of <laughs> wings, you know? Yeah. You don't wanna corrupt it with uh, a lot of goop, you know? So mm-hmm. I just go straight, usually, yeah. Just
0: go straight, straight. That's uh, fine, Bill, you can go straight. Millions of people do. I like that you admit it, that's fine.
1: <laughs> and you're two out of four,
0: Bill. we get to question number five. Now is when it gets wild. All right, so this is a category called Name the Moon. All I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a clip. It's about 20 seconds from a popular movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Many people have. And all you have to do is tell me the name of this movie. That's it. 20 seconds. Wait for the clip and then give me the answer if you have one. Bill Pullman, name the movie.
1: He doesn't like you. I'm sorry. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! Oh, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) What did you hear? (laughs) God, Kyle. Right, I'll get you through it. All right. So you got a kid, a guy saying, You watch yourself. I, I've got the death sentence on twelve systems and he says, Oh, I'll be careful. And he says, No, you'll be dead.
1: It's a very good movie. It's a really good movie. Do you know that it? I've never seen. <laughs> this is impossible. There's no way you have not seen this movie. Really? Uh you know, there's I'm going I'm gonna just not be able to answer it. So All right. there you go. To, you don't want to
0: even do the, a Hail Mary of just naming some crazy, and who knows, maybe you landed. Because I got to tell you, Bill, this has strong connective tissue to you. You weren't in it, but, like, you might as well have been. <laughs> what is All, right. All right. Bill's going to punt again. I kind of like the Buffalo Bills lately. A lot yep. of punting. Yep. Uh, the, the name of the movie, I think it became something, has something of a legacy, is star wars the the first (laughs) one ever (laughs) really yes that's that's luke skywalker talking to a couple of unfriendly guys in the moss eisley cantina but bill this is perfect there's a legend about you there's a legend that i want to that you did space balls and saw the entire theory, shot the entire movie and had never seen star wars is that true
1: yes clearly i'm you know culturally illiterate and uh have been consistent with that over the decades kyle but i swear when you played that dialogue that sounded like a comedy to me i thought it was an animated movie and i'm trying to think of which animated movie but it was no it's not s- star wars now listen a lot of people have not seen star
0: wars that's fine I, my wife hasn't seen star wars but my wife did not star in a movie in which they played a hybrid Han Solo Luke Skywalker character that is also a beloved movie. At no point, when you're preparing to do spaceballs, you think I should
1: probably see Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I liked Mal's reality. You know, okay. for me, that's. Um, I did eventually see Star Wars. You know, but I, I just. Yeah, I I I felt like once I got the script, I got called in. I thought I I'm going to stick with this word, version, you know.
0: So, but so like the you know the lightsabers and the helmet. Are you like what is all this stuff and why is Joan Rivers just like a gold robot? Like you didn't get the references at all. You can just act through it anyway. I'm flummoxed here.
1: I like the term science fiction. So it doesn't have to be true. It can be the wildest science, you know, and to me, it's more satisfying to think of, you know, comb the desert with a comb out there. I think that's kind of more interesting than earnestly go say, you know, go chase that guy and (laughs) kill him with a, with some kind of ray beam or something. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, yep. It's a, it's a genre that has a big arc and, Uh Yeah, I'm kind of, wow. Uh, I've been happy with it. Though I'm, I i got to say Independence Day was science fiction. Yeah. And that was a different kind of fun, for right. sure. But we'll get to Independence Day.
0: We're moving on. I think it's a fascinating answer. I really do. And I think you were that committed to the work. And then I'm going to be in the character. I don't need to see that stuff with the Wookiees and the Force and all that. And you're obviously great in the movie. It's beloved. You're two out of five here. Now we're gonna we're gonna double down in a sense, Bill. Bill, <laughs> how's your Spanish? Habla español at all? Let's give it a whirl. All right, here we go. Question six, your category is Spanish 101. What does this mean in English? I'm gonna give you a Spanish phrase. Bolas de espacio. Uh, bolas de Espacio. It's it's a special dish. A special dish. So we got espacio, and then we have the bolas de espacio. Special dish? Yeah. Okay. Bolas de espacio translates to space balls. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> balls oh my God. of space. Um Oh, my God. See, <laughs> Kyle, this is really, I love you. This may be my no, you, may be you. my favorite person to <laughs> interview in me on this junket because you're so believing that I'm going to rescue myself. It's such a good thing to all have right. confidence in something that really you have no right to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> special dish.
0: I wish it was, special dish is a cute phrase. I wish it was that. Um mm. All right, so, Bill, I know you don't, uh, Watch a ton of TV. You're an outdoorsman, you're in the ranch, and I, I love that lifestyle. And you grow your fruit. We'll get into it. If you were just sitting down and indulging in, in a half hour TV and channel surfing and space balls came on, would you put down the remote and watch it for a while? Uh
1: yeah. Yeah, I think I I would. Um I'm I think I was, you know, the last time I had I really like Alamo Draft House, you know that. Uh sure. Yeah, Ring and uh that it started in austin texas and i just love tim lee go started and all the people who yeah. work there and the creative henry and sarah and good friends there and they are all about things like the ringer they love you know oh, that's all that. Cool. but they had me down to see their interactive version of space balls oh, and great. you know it was really wild and uh fun to watch it again, especially when, you know, suddenly there's lightsaber moments, they stop the movie and everybody Uh has lightsaber moments and everything. So, uh,
0: yeah, I think I would. Everybody has their favorite space ball scene.
1: What's yours? Oh, you know, I, I think, uh, a lot of it comes around John Candy, you know, who I just, um, really had, He's a special guy that I really never met anybody like him. I thought, God, is everybody going to be like John Candy in future movies? You know, and everything he was so friendly and gentle and funny, you know, in his own way. And I think that scene where we, because it was kind of improvised, John's uh, doing the give me paw, you know, that whole opening sequence. And um, I just, I think I always think of that fondly.
0: That's an awesome, I mean, when, just as you're saying, it, it's give me paw. I and you're in the Winnebago and everyone wants to hang out with you. It's so cool. That's a great answer. All right, Bill, we're moving along. We have only four questions left. I wish this was 100 questions with you, but it's only four. We are going now to question seven. This is in a way the most dramatic category of all. This is called Finish Your Line. Bill, do you tend to retain dialogue from the projects you work on? No. Oh, good. Um, all right, so we've done this. Tim Robbins, we did it with Shawshank Redemption. Paul Rudd, we did it with Clueless. We have found a film of yours that you did. I don't know if you remember doing it. I don't know if anybody saw it, but we have a line, a piece of dialogue from that you did from that film. Let me make sure I have the name of the film right. The film is uh, Independence Day. That's the film. I don't know if it was successful, if it made any money, but uh, we found it. We found an old copy, and we have uh, a piece of dialogue. What you're gonna do? You're gonna hear yourself. It's going to stop on a dime, and when it stops, you finish your line. It's only a few words. Bill Pullman,
1: finish your line. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on, we're going to survive. Today is our Independence Day. I'm going to give it to you, yeah! Today we celebrate our Independence Day. USA,
0: USA, Pullman, Um, Bill, what's it like to listen to that back? Because I'm already standing up and I want to go out and kill aliens and vote for you.
1: God damn, that's a great speech. Uh, yeah, it was, it really always good to hear it. Uh, that little bit of moment, that's uh, good score, you know, little background, good reactions from the crowd and you're off and running, but I had a great privilege this year. We did a, a advocacy piece through Budweiser, but it was around the Fourth, we kind of did a revival of it, but it was actually an attempt to a- actually say that uh, we kind of did a little rewrite of it so that we would say, you know, let's we are doing pretty well as a first world country with our vaccines, but now we have to turn and join the whole world and get them to join in. And so uh, that was a great, that was the only time I think I've uh, been interested in trying to revive some part of it and I had fun doing it.
0: It's just, um, you've had this long career. And it's if if you were a rock star, you have all these albums and all these great. And it's just, it's it's like this this, this free bird or this sweet home Alabama that is just so timeless and so good. And I want to put that to the test, Bill. Here's what I've done. I think it is the greatest hype speech in the history of film. And I've seen all of them. It's something kind of like a, a hobby of mine. I want to listen. We just listen to that. We just listened to President Whitmore. I want to listen to a few clips of some other ones. Not that you did but some other ones, and you and I can commiserate and put our heads together and feel like, if yours was better or if this one was better, are are, are you game?
1: (laughs) Sure, yeah. All right,
0: so we just heard President Whitmore just absolutely bring the house on Independence Day, but Bill, let's go to 13th century Scotland when uh, William Wallace is in front of a band of Scots, and let's see how this one holds up against President Whitmore. Would you be willing to trade all the days from
1: this day to that? For one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! What do you think? Pretty damn good. I love, I don't get to see the clip because it just Steve's name comes up, but I love that horse, and it, any speech from a horse is damn good. <laughs>
0: If they put Whitmore on a horse for that speech, you can just cancel the rest of the movies. Uh, it's good. Braveheart is good. I, I don't think it's Whitmore because you don't have the USA factor. You got AML Gibson, a Scottish accent. Whitmore is more like, that's my president. I still think you're better than that. Do, do you feel your speech was better than the Braveheart speech?
1: Well, you know, I think it really isn't, Kyle, actually, when you think today is no longer an American holiday, it's the day the world declares in one voice we will not. In one voice, the world. Not just one country, Kyle. It's not just talking oh, about our country. You're, it's right. Like bigger, you're right. Bigger, bigger idea. You're and right. that you would you'd say, look at this. We're talking about all of mankind coming together. William Wallace has got a job to do. You know, he's worried about the wives being carried off as he said, they may take our wives, I think, or did he say lives? I think it was lives, but I'm sure they would have taken the wives too. Yeah. It was something like that, <laughs> but uh, he had the, you know, I think that idea of vengeance is, is, is strong, but the the good thing is that we're talking about unity. Yes. You know, and that's All right. a, global unity. And it's a big idea. So it's hard to top it with a, we're just going to get vengeance on our enemies.
0: God, that's a great take too, Bill. Um, And yet the next entrance into the combat, we're going to go another piece of Americana. Join me, if you will, 1980 Lake Placid, in which uh, Herb Brooks is addressing the United States Olympic hockey team before their gold medal game with the Soviets. President Whitmore is really good. Let's hear uh, Coach Brooks.
1: Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a sports contest. Yep. Yep. And. Very strong. Very Not strong.
0: the stakes of global annihilation. Maybe the Kurt Russell wasn't working with that high
1: of stakes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think yeah, this the, the is uh a little bit small. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was cleaning it up for
0: a Disney movie. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was yeah, against limitations. You
1: know, he. I love that. I love
0: All right it's good it's still not president whitmore right now is for my money it's the greatest motivational speech ever but we do have one more if you will join me in 1990s wall street in which jordan belfort goes in front of all his telephone warriors trying to sell stocks leo dicaprio taking on president whitmore next in the arena let's hear it
1: the show goes on this is my home They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. (laughs) They're gonna need to send in the national guard or fucking SWAT
0: team, cause I ain't going nowhere.
1: It's good. Oh, it's so good. It's good. Oh my god, you can feel it. It's palpable. You know. Uh, is it better than Whitmore? Well, it's it's you know. There again, I gotta say well-delivered, extremely believing, you know, inside that, but it's really, and it's defiant, it's defiant, but it's about an individual, you know? Mm -hmm. And just, that's a small goal is to just declare your own will, but it's a bigger goal to say, this is the will of all of us that we're going to join together to kind of be defiant.
0: I I love you. And I love the speech. I think we settled it. That's incredible. You got the point for that, Bill. Uh, Great, great roundup. We have three questions left. You're at three points. Let's get these last three. This is very quick. Question number eight to Bill Pullman, who stars in The Sinner, Wednesday's 10 p.m. USA Network. It's a great show. Scary, deep, heavy. Your category is the American Revolution. Here you go. Bill Pullman. Two years later, on July 4th, 1778... George Washington ordered a double ration of what liquor to allow his soldiers to celebrate the anniversary? He let them have double of what liquor did he order for the soldiers in 1778? Mm. Uh, what do you think? What were they drinking in 1778? I, I don't know. It's probably strong, though.
1: Yeah, and I don't think bourbon had come around then. Right. But uh Scotch mm, was, was around then and also Rye Whiskey. But, um mm, I'd say rye whiskey.
0: President Whitmore would have gone rye whiskey. Um strangely enough, George Washington said, Men, double ration of rum.
1: Rum. Thoughts? And so, pirates. See, they were really <laughs> pirates. And, uh, we yeah. boys.
0: That's right. We've been free for two years. Everybody have extra Malibu. I, I mean, I, I'm shocked at the answer, but that's how it went. I'm asking you about the revolution, of course, and the president, because in the wake of the whole Independence Day uh, massive success, it's according to what I read, you got to attend a screening of Independence Day at the White House.
1: Is that true? Yes. Yeah. That was, you know, that, uh, I think they were one of the first, uh, presidents Clinton's, uh, Bill Clinton was, uh, interested in the movies, you know, and they had a great movie theater there that is, uh, you know, there's so many actors have gone to see movies there now. And sure. I, I- I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate and feel lucky that we got to do it. But I did not expect that I was going to be the one sitting down there. It was a last minute thing because we were standing in the back with Dean Devlin, who produced it, with Roland Emmerich, who directed it. And they all of a sudden, Clinton goes, all right, we got one seat down here. Oh, no. One you, you got to come down and take it. And, you know, Dean was such a just really a, a, a huge um Uh, supporter of Clinton. And I think, well, you know, Dean has a lot of hoots, but, you know, it was the one guy that kind of like made him a little nervous. And and so he said, not me. And, and Roland said, I'm German. I can't do, this is not right. (laughs) So all of a sudden I find myself walking down there. I didn't think I was going to do it. So it was, yeah, it was great to be watching some you know your little fictional idea of what it is to lead a country whether somebody's actually doing that you know and that uh, it's it's you can't kind of like be needy it's be very, very demeaning so it's you can't be you know saying a line you watch a saying line and looking at him, well oh, hey that was good or anything like that so i didn't look at him at all and then uh, at the end of it, uh, he got up and didn't turn to me at first. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, geez, this is not going well. But Hillary's on the other side, and she had a really great compliment. And just as I'm thinking, this, that's, that's good, uh, he, Bill came over and just said he really enjoyed it. And really <laughs> appreciate it. And, and Hillary said, you know, if next time we go out of town um, and we need somebody to take, take the place for a weekend, we'll let you know, which I thought, mm. that says something about the performance.
0: Oh, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> telling me that even during the speech, President Clinton, no, no little look over, no little elbow nod, no thumbs up, nothing. They were just locked in.
1: Locked in, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which I think is good, you know. Yeah, focus. It it really, uh, you know, there's no, you know, it's, it, it, they also, I think, were kind of brave because what if it turns out to be a parody of the president or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But
0: uh, I think it worked out. It's just, it's wild to me that you were sitting there watching the White House explode in the White House. That's unbelievable. Is that cool?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that good thing <laughs> was the movie. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, the most amazing thing was uh, after the movie, he said, let me uh, let me show you something. And he took me into his office, which is not the um, the Oval Office, but his working his office. It's a separate office. And And just hearing he's, you know, he's kind of famous for being an amazing docent of every piece of history that's in there. And he just took me through all the things that were in his office and the desk that had used by President Madison. And, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, just so rich. And I felt like I was seeing um, the long heritage of that I felt I had a little part in, but You know, fraudulently, really, (laughs) Kyle.
0: Well, it's an incredible visit. I mean, you're sitting next to him and you get the compliment from Hillary. It's a great performance. You deserve every bit of it. You have two questions left. Let's get both these questions, Bill. This is the wildest category of all. We do it for every single episode. You did finish the line. You got it. This is finish the lyric. I have for you a song that I guarantee you've heard. It's, uh, I'm going to tell you, it's a classic rock song. I'm gonna play a clip of it it's about 20 seconds just like finish the line when the song stops if you can say the lyric you get to four points you catch Bill Simmons who runs this place let's do this Bill Pullman finish the lyric
1: no right, no wrong,
0: you know it you've heard it a million times ooh it's a it's a kind of fish i'm going to give you a clue i don't care what the attorneys say it's a kind of fish ooh Ba-da-da-da. oh my god four syllable fish you're talking to you know a, a cultural uh, reject you know now, this is the guy who did spaceballs and had never seen star wars um yeah. This is a bit, ba- you know, you recognize the song at all, or it was just a blank? Like I, I do remember he- hearing it from time to time, but I, I um, yeah. One word. One word. One woman goes, ooh, ba and it's a name of a four-syllable fish. Uh It's not rainbow trout, it's not large, ooh, it's not largemouth bass, it's, it's, it's more of an ocean fish. It. Damn it. I, I just see ironically, I don't want Bill to, to dangle on a hook. So play the payoff until I wonder if you'll notice the second you hear it goes, ooh. Barracuda. Oh Barracuda. Oh. Bar- 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 <laughs> you know Barracuda, Bill. It's mm. I know mm. it's up there somewhere. And why I'm asking about Barracuda, because the band Heart was originally formed in Seattle. You were in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Um, Dennis Quaid, who was on the show, told us that he could have been in Sleepless in Seattle, apparently in the lead, and he decided not to do it. I bring that up because, I indulge me an actor question that I love. What is the role in your career that you so badly wanted, and you tried, and you wanted
1: it, and you really, and then you ended up not getting it? I remember one role that I really didn't want, and then really felt bad when i tried for it and then didn't get it but it ended up being a good thing you know um midnight run do you remember that movie with you mean with with de niro and groden groden yeah Yeah, sure i think there was some kind of moment and there was a, a secondary part of a bounty hunter Okay. That I had, uh, you know, that I'd seen the script, that I really wanted that part. I really, really, really wanted that part. Yeah. And they, the casting agent, who was very supportive of me, said, Pullman, you know, you're too young for this part. They really are seeing this to be an older guy. And I said, well, let me just come in and I'll do what it is that I do and i had glasses that i fixed uh, you know the one of the wings was off and i fixed sure. it with band-aid i had that kind of character you know ju- or you know just with a band-aid on you don't have to do acting you're just it's there you know thank <laughs> god and I, I and i came in and i did it and i thought there there it is and they the word i just got that off my chest And uh, then the word came back, Bill, you're too young. You know, and I said, that's great. But then they said, we want to call you in for another part. And the part was Roden's part. Okay. And I thought, whoa, what? With De Niro. With De Niro. And for I don't know, at that point, I had thought that they had him, but maybe they were, I don't know what it was, negotiating, I don't know what it was. And I came in and I auditioned for it. And I just never believed that I could pull the part off. But they believed I could because they had seen me do the other guy and they Uh thought I could really pull it off. But then didn't get the role. But I really wished I had gotten that bounty hunter role. That's your question. Yeah. Long answer.
0: But. No, it's a great answer because that movie is incredible. And I know here on The Ringer, it's celebrated and it's been done and talked about. And people. that movie is this sort of cult following and for 30 yeah. years now. And either part would have been incredible.
1: That's a great answer. he's the best one. I just wanted the other part. I know. But, yeah. God damn. All right. That's a great, great.
0: answer, Bill. Um, unfortunately, the Barracuda was not the great answer. So we're at three out of nine. Um, <laughs> and we're on our last question. This has been so much fun. And we always end with an essay question and I'll explain what that means. An essay means I have something about you that you've said, that you do, that you're about, that I have questions about and I will offer you the floor to explain it and to validate it and if I'm convinced, then I'll give you the point and then if I say, Pullman, you're crazy, I don't give you the point. Here's what I got. I mentioned this a couple of times. None, question number 10 with Bill Pullman. You are way into growing exotic fruits. I, I found an article in which you said, I have an orchard in L.A. I harvest fruit all year round. I can grow anything. My most exotic, the Jaboticaba fruit, which I've never heard of. What's, it's for, so, Bill, what I want you to do is tell me what a Jaboticaba is and just sell me on the exotic fruit going,
1: growing lifestyle because I think I want in. Well, you know, you're Westchester County, and yeah. you know I'm Western New York. You can't grow fruit all year round. That's one bad thing uh, that I never thought I was missing. But I came to L.A., and the first uh, thing I did was walking down a street, and there was an orange tree, and I picked a ripe, warm orange off the tree. I said, "This is somebody else's tree. That's okay. You could go and I ate it, and it was the best thing I thought ever." And uh, then I started to get involved with it. It's almost like a subcult of people. You know, they're very strange people, collectors of almost anything. But uh, exotic (laughs) fruit people are really wild. And they are, uh, you can, you realize that the the diaspora from all over the world come to Los Angeles. And they, Indian people, Pakistani people want to grow mangoes. They want to, they want to see sapotes. They want to. You know, they want jujubes. They want all these fruits that they had in their home. They can grow them here. People who live here have no idea what those fruits are, you know. But the is is so important to Brazil. And they, you know, I, 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 It was one of those times where I, I, I went to make a movie in Brazil, and it was in October, and that's uh-huh. in in uh, Rio. That's, um, that's when the Jabuticaba is ripe. It's the strangest fruit. If you ever look it up, you'll see pictures of. It looks like Concord grapes growing off the trunk, so it doesn't do it off the tertiary or secondary yes. branching. Oh, the trunk. The trunk. And but they're so good, and they're almost like a concord grape in that they have a con- uh, kind of a, like an eyeball mm-hmm. inside the skin. And uh, but Jabuticaba, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, uh, you had me
0: when you said you remember your first. It's like someone remembering them with, they, their first lover. When you plucked that orange off a tree and you were in. I want in, Bill. You definitely get the point. That is the ten questions. You have done it. I wish we could have a Jabotacaba smoothie or something, but
1: you have finished the ten questions. How do you feel, Bill? Uh, I'm so grateful to you, Kyle. You're 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 so generous, and I. Um, it was great that you talked me through it. And I feel like I, I was, uh, you know, I, um, uh, not, I almost called the, uh, my publicist today. I said, the ringer is going to kill me. I'm going <laughs> to cry. I'm going to be no like, way. Thing. I had a de- you know, defeat, but you gave me a little bit of glory and self-respect. So thank you very much, Kyle branch.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Bill. The ringer is going to love you. Don't worry about that. The last request I have for you, everybody does it when they come on the show, you end the show by doing a call out. You think of, um, any public figure, any sort of uh, maybe a a film actor, some kind of celebrity who you think could come in here into this show and challenge your score, your four out of 10, who might be right for this environment. So everybody calls somebody out. You could call a a co-star from the past, uh, anyone you want, Bill, who comes to mind? Who would you like to call out to come on 10
1: Questions? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'm always amazed at uh, how good, women can be at sports better than me. And I I would call somebody out because I want them to recover, you know, stand in my place and do better as a team with me. And that's
0: Jessica Beal. Oh, great idea. Why Jessica? Talk to her. First of all, talk to Cameron and tell Jessica
1: to come on. Yeah, Jessica. I just think, um, you've helped me through as a producer on the center. I've worked hard, you know, for you and, uh, with the team, I mean, I, as you know, but if I were to ask a favor, uh, please, I've I've been uh, uh, you know a struggling contestant on this, and I want a champion like you to come in and and be team tag team me and and knock it out of the park.
0: That's a great call out. I don't care that you're you're you only did wrestling as a youth growing up in hornell You are a champion and a gold medalist here, Bill Pullman. An honor, a pleasure. Everyone, please watch this gentleman on The Sinner. It is Wednesdays at 10 p.m. USA Network. The season finale is coming up December 1st. You'll love this show. I'm telling you, I completely endorse it. And Bo Pullman, love you. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Uh, Thanks a lot, Kyle.
0: This episode of 10 Questions was produced by Arjuna Ramgopal, Steve Allman, and Richie Bozek.